podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Uh, welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra. No, it's not the extra. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey, <laughs> excellent. Good start. Uh, pod two eighty four, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And uh, JC and Associates. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Nicely yeah. done. And I remembered the right website. This it time. is. Yeah, well that's, done. Good. Uh, that's our special guest, Troy Townsend. Ah, good hey. afternoon. How are you? Um, well, you'll find out when we get into this, <laughs> won't you? <laughs> but not bad. Yeah, okay, not bad. Good. Adam Sells. Good afternoon. How are you? Top of the world. Hey. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And uh, James Endicott. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes. Well, so, I mean, we all seem in quite good spirits considering the last week. Uh, been quite a disappointing one, Stelzy, hasn't it, really? And I guess we should really, first of all, address the fact that there are lots of fans quite angry at the moment. But how are we feeling after, you know, two fairly high-profile defeats in a week? Well, obviously it's disappointing, but uh, I'm not sure that it warrants some of the uh, responses that we've had in recent days following uh, following our last podcast and the conversations that we've had. But uh, it's just a game of opinions, everyone. Everyone's got one and they don't all agree, but that's the game. But you can, I mean, we can see, can't we? I mean, Troy, pe- people are frustrated, aren't they? Because going into those two games, the Brighton game and obviously Watford at the weekend in the cup final, have we won both of them? Quarter final. Quarter final, sorry. <laughs> if it only. Was, it was just <laughs> not, a dream. Not like you to get it, it, just it, was, a dream. it was a lot on offer, wasn't it? Yeah, and obviously, was, yeah. you know, you can understand why fans no, are frustrated. Yeah, you have to understand frustrations because the cup draw is decent. So the teams that are left in the cup is decent. And obviously, Brighton is Brighton. So to come away with without three points and knocked out of the cup, you know, people are going to share their disappointments. I'll take Adam's point, though. It's just how they share them and the doom and gloom that comes around them when, you know, seven, ten days before, it was happy days, can't wait for Brighton and can't wait for the, the quarterfinal of the Cup. Listen, you couldn't have done the pod with me, so you know you do extra. Yeah. You couldn't have done that with me on Saturday. Because you'd have been no, raging. I, yeah, I would have been yeah. raging. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Will but, you get upset, yeah? I, not get upset. I, you know, one, I've got obviously vested interest. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I know how massively disappointed he's going to be. And as a parent, you feel that of with course, your children, yeah. didn't you? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Course, yeah. So that sets me aside a little bit, but... 
I love the club. It's been so good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why would I not feel it? Do you course, know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So we don't talk on the car on the way home, you know. Daughter cracks a joke, then you think, right, I better laugh now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's one of those, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Whilst I understand that disappointment, I'm not sitting here as negative as some of the stuff that I've read or some people have passed on to me. Um, <laughs> def- <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, I'll share those a little bit later on. We've got a few new names in the last seven days, Jamie, <laughs> I'm not sure that we can use any of them on here now. <laughs> it's uh, been, uh, they're generally four letters and stuff. Aren't yeah, they? it's been eye-opening. Um, James, how are you feeling then? You know, disappointed. Yeah. As with everybody around yeah. this table and everybody who's a fan or most everybody who's listening to this podcast will be disappointed as well. It's just all levels of disappointment, isn't it? Yeah. And... Of course, it's horrible to lose to your rivals. It's horrible to get knocked out of the cup when, you know, and both both games, we didn't play terribly. We didn't play terribly. We could have played better in both of it, but it's football, you know, and it's just, it's annoying that these two results happen back to back. Having been on such a wave of optimism and been playing so well as a club and the club feeling really part, really as one, one beating heart and all that stuff. And to lose those two games in quick succession yeah, there was this guy I meet down my local pub, and he said to me before the Brighton game, he says, "All my season, all I care about this season is the next two games." Really? And then I thought, but if we beat Watford, then you'll care about the next game after that, won't you? <laughs> yeah. And then you'll care about the next game after that. Yeah. So it's all it's all relative, you know. And it was it was leading up to those two games. It was the optimism was sky high, yeah. and the team had been playing well, you know. And to to lose the way we did is disappointing, but. You know, you've got to look at the positives. I'm, you know, I am definitely a glass half full guy yeah. rather than half empty. In fact, I like it to be a little bit more than half full. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm forever the optimist, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm there. I'm, I would shout for the rooftops, but you know, of course, it's bloody disappointing to lose yeah. to those teams. I think, I, I think as well, optimism is important in moments like this, Celsius. And obviously, there'll be people listening to this who'll be frustrated and feeling not as optimistic. And we, we do get criticism sometimes in this pod for maybe being overly optimistic. But I think really, the bigger picture. You know, we're, we're hopefully going to survive again. As you said on the post-match pod, we might end up matching or getting very close to our highest ever points total. Things are good around the club, but as uh, Endicott said, it's just those two games in quick succession, those two teams, had it been <laughs> Bournemouth and Wolves in the cup, would people be feeling differently? Well, it fires the sort of irrational uh, senses a lot of the time with the disappointment, and that's probably where I, I trod last week and got myself into trouble because... Currently, we are the sixth best team in the Premier League on current form, having won three, drawn one and lost two of our last six games, I think, off the top of my head. I think Man United being one of the two as well. Mm. And as I said last week, this is only the, well, no other manager has got us at 33 points after 30 games. Any point, well, once, Alan Pardew, uh, the second season. But we haven't... uh, Nobody surpassed the points total we're at per games played thus far. And certainly there's a lot of expectancy. but And and I agree to an extent that you can say we've underachieved on the basis that there are a lot of games that we might have got more out of than we have. Agreed. But, you know, in fairness, Roy hasn't had a lot of money spent on the team since he's come in. I mean, we signed Kuyate for £10 Free transfers and loans were the rest. Um, do I feel we are we are by right sort of a with the quality we've got now a sort of seven to ten place team in the Premier League? Yes, I do. But that's now, and I'd say in the first half of the season 
without a centre forward that's going to score goals for us. You know, it's no coincidence. We've, I think we've scored in every game. We've started to pick up, and I said last week, we've doubled our points per game average in the last half a dozen games once we've been able to stick the ball in the net a bit more often. And I know I was sort of slammed for uh, mixing up the home form and the away form and looking actually at the statistics last week and saying that, in fact, you know, we have 60% more goal attempts in our home games. We're not scoring the goals, and that's what upset everybody. But, you know, that said, you know, since Batchwise arrived and Sacco, Benteke's fit, Wickham's fit, suddenly we're scoring goals. I think it's been quite a number of games since we didn't score. Um, and so, and the points output has doubled in that time, so on average. So I don't think that's a coincidence either. So it's all very well saying... Roy had a, a great squad, or has a great squad, but I'd argue in the first half of the season, apart from Wilfred and Andros Townsend, I don't think there's too much at the top end of the pitch that's been fit and available that you would say there's a big-time goal scorer that's going to hit the target. You well, know? It does feel now, doesn't it, with, with Mitchie coming in, Troy, that there is a maybe a regular face up top now, and he has... Played very well, scored a good goal at the weekend again against Watford. He looks to have been a very good signing, doesn't he? And would would you be, if you were Roy, would you be or Dougie, would you be looking to uh, to maybe try and make that permanent? He's, he's a genuine threat, isn't he? He's a genuine threat. The problem is that every goal he scores, there's a bit of value that goes up, and the problem is that <laughs> yeah. Chelsea can't buy anyone at the moment. So do they need to stockpile rather than sell? You know, yeah. so because the money means nothing. Um, I would hope that he enjoys being at the club. To be honest, he looks like he enjoys it. He's a really bubbly character, and I think he brings that bubbliness around the place as well. Took his goal ever so well. You know, he was working on scraps on Saturday. Um, you know, didn't get himself in the right position for one across that flashed across the goal. Um, but uh, you know, I'm just going to pick up on Adam's point. I don't understand the negativity. Yes. The disappointment of losing a quarterfinal when Wembley is the next one, although for me, Wembley shouldn't be. But it's a semi-final. You want to be there, don't yeah. you? Obviously, that is massively disappointing. The Brighton thing, you know, as a outsider coming in, you know, and that's who, who we are. I am, you know, let's not talk about anyone else. Yeah, I understand the disappointment of losing six points there, not three, six. Yeah. But there has to be a bigger picture to all of this. And... The reason I wasn't on social media for a number of reasons over the weekend was, one, I was massively disappointed. You walk away from there, you think to yourself, what a chance missed. Yeah. You do. And, and I actually thought we dominated the game. I don't care what people are telling me. They had a series of, of corner kicks that came to their first goal. Talk to me again about what they had that threatened our goal or shots on goal. Yeah, they had crosses. We questioned the keeper a little bit. But, you know, he's been good. Now, all of a sudden, people are saying he's crap. You know, you're not crap after 90 minutes of football. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you either back the guy or you don't. Yeah. And then, you know, out of the blue, they break away. It's a, listen, it's a lovely goal they've scored, um, but it's out the blue. Yeah. But 90, whatever, four, three, three, 50 seconds, whatever, we've had a chance at the other end. Mm -hmm. And if we had scored that and maybe gone on to progress, no one would be talking the way that they're talking now. And no one would be providing that negativity that there is. I thought we, we played well Saturday. If you want me to be totally honest, we didn't against Brighton. I wouldn't even try and fool anyone that, to think that we... <laughs> but we didn't. We didn't play well. But we certainly dominated away from home. And I hate this thing about people saying, oh, you, we got bullied. Or When did we get bullied? On Saturday, As far as I'm concerned. I'm, and if you disagree, let me know. But well, yeah. I, I've got to say to you, I was reading all that stuff. 
And then, because they were talking about Jeff Thomas and Andy Gray in days gone by, and then you'd have had oh. Vinnie Jones and David Batty if that's in that the case, era. We'll pull out but, all the fucks from way back when and put them on a football pitch. We wouldn't pay because it'd be on our screens. Troy, We'd watch I'll, it in I'll, a wrestling I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this question, which is the, which is the right answer. Name me the hard man of the Premier League. Well, there well, isn't one, there is, is there? One. Football, yeah. exactly. football it's changed. has developed it's not, and changed like away from that, hasn't it? There isn't a hard it man anymore, is there? It doesn't. Listen, they, they provided tactics that uh, unsettles you, that, you know, waste time, that, mm. that, you know, and I see the referee pointing at his watch. He didn't add an extra minute at all. So that point at your watch stuff is crap. <laughs> they do that and they did it well. Yeah. Let's not knock that. Because Everybody does that. That's like. what I was going to say. Yeah. We were in that situation. It. We'd do it. We'd do it. Yeah, of course. Of course you yeah. know, so let's not... Uh, you know, I, or I, I, just, is, it, is it a nod to the... Remember um, Troy Deeney talking about the rotational fouling? Oh, shut up. Is that a shut, thing or is that... Up. It is a thing and it was a thing in the home game, to be totally honest. And with VAR that beautiful accessory that we now have in the game. I'm quite sure that, you know, they had a think of, think about that as well. But yeah. I, there wasn't no rotation. For me, the referee not dealing with Kapue yeah. in the right way on certain instances allow him to continue to do what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute he smashed the ball 290 yards down the fairway, he should have been booked mm-hmm. because he did that on purpose. Which means then he cannot go near to the kind of tackles that he wants to do. It's full stop. That's the referee. That's not us. That's the referee. Yeah. Therein is the modern football. Two yellow cards now for two fouls you can get. Yeah. So I think the days of this sort of idea of having hard men that rough everybody up in midfield has sort of uh, long since passed. They're all athletic. They're all physical. But... The game I don't, doesn't I don't, allow it, I don't does it? think no, exactly. Yeah. You, you just don't see it. It's not, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You need you need artists to change games. That's what you need. You need somebody in there to who can swivel on a ten p piece. You That's what you need. Knock the nail <laughs> right where it needs to be knocked. I think we lack the creativity yeah. in a central area that will provide the quality that we have to really excel. Um, you know. I look at two players that are no longer with us. That you know, you know that period at the back end of last season when everyone just sat back in their deck chairs and watched the football. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was good. brilliant. Yeah. Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kabai, yeah. yeah. With the others, Kabai had that knack of just playing a little subtle thing that would get us going. The artist, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's you, you, you exactly. Were, you were needed yeah. the artist in the middle. N- never replace Kabai. And by yeah. the way, um, my daughter keeps telling me he's free. Why yeah. have we? Why have we not? Tried to bring him back on a free today, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yes, we're gonna miss someone of Ruben's quality because he is what he is, yeah. you know. Um, but Kabai was the one because for me, he knits the pieces together. He's tidy. <coughs> he rarely gives the ball away. He's a little git at times, you know, for mm. the opposition as well. But he links us together and he makes he helps people to do what they need to do yeah. in the right areas. Mm. Massive loss, never replaced. Well, I think some people thought that someone that, that Max Meyer might be that replacement, but I think we're seeing that he's actually a very different player. I he may be. He may, you've got to remember as well when you come and play in the Premier League, it's totally different to everything anything you've experienced before. I don't care whether you've played on the beaches of Brazil or in Timbuktu. It's absolutely different when you play in the Premier League, and you do. Some people can hit the ground running. That's fine. Some people will need time to adjust, and because he's Max is slight as well. You know, that has an impact as well. Is he cute enough to move the ball quick enough to get rid of yeah. the kind of bumps and, and balls that are in the game? I'm not saying he won't come good, but I think P- 
people may have judged him a little bit early yeah. and now seen in the last couple of games that he needs a little while longer, maybe in a favoured position to really show his true worth. Yeah. I think he does have the quality still. You know, I've been very hard on him throughout this season on this pod. And there were moments on Saturday where he did move the ball nicely and he's got very good footwork. But I think Troy's right. It's fitting him into that system somehow, however that works, to get the best out of him. Or maybe it's that certain games will be better for him than others. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a you know, lazy assumption. Well, but there, is, there is that horses for courses argument. But I think it would be fair to say that I don't think he's completely grasped his opportunities when they've been there either. So... I think there's no doubt he has that ability, as we talked about many times. But if you are going to be that player, and I likened it after the game on Saturday when we were talking to being the conductor of the orchestra, then you've got to be the one who's really going to run the game. Otherwise, you're generally ineffective because defensively you can't offer too much to, to the team in that respect. So he's going to have to excel when he's in possession and really become the the magician for us if... If he's going to make that but, that position his own. Do you know what? I, I, you know, I, I've been talking about a certain game at the Etihad earlier today, um, only because I got asked. I can't think what that was. Yeah, Did anyone score? Or anything? <laughs> I can't remember. It's just a game that yeah. just springs to mind. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to pluck that one out. How many times have you watched it? <laughs> Watch what? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, is it, is it Man City just Leon have, from earlier look, in the season? Just have a look at them on my phone. It will tell you. <laughs> um, Maya played in that game. Mm. Yeah, Maya was very good in that game, as yeah. were all 11 players who, and this is the thing for me, that Man City game, I think we all turned up and thought, you know what, whatever we get, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we get 3-0, we'll take it, Yeah, because yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, if we score, wow, we're going to go through the roof. Yeah. Well, we didn't just score, we scored and then we scored again. And then the structure of the team, first of all, to keep Man City at bay was perfect. Mm. Uh, then we went 1-0 down and I think everyone just thought well, we knew it anyway we didn't expect anything else so the expectations were not there yeah. but the goal the City goal released us to go and express ourselves and this is the Crystal Palace that I like I like the Crystal Palace that do what they did in that game and away at Liverpool to be fair and away at Man United yeah. so you start thinking about it and you <laughs> yeah. think there's Hold a theme a going on here yeah, you know. yeah. well coached <laughs> aren't they that's the reality I'll of it be honest with you 100%. the shape was good the 100% effort was good. The covering around was good. The quality on the ball was good. And all of a sudden, things clicked. And all of a sudden, I, I was going to say this, there, there was no fear that we were going to lose when we went 3-1. I'm going to take myself back to Yeah, I was cacking myself. Yeah, me too. I was that cacking last 10 myself. minutes. Yeah, I was cacking what? myself. But how well did we do in that game? Yeah. How, well, how disappointed were we away at Anfield that yeah. we didn't get something, yeah. you know? How disappointed were we at Old Trafford that we didn't win? How disappointed have we been at home when we've gone shots on target, 16, shots 31, and we haven't scored? That shouldn't be doom and gloom. That should be optimism for when it all ticks, yeah. when it all clicks, wow. Yeah. I guess the point Troy, is that people, to... Want it to, people want it to tick... In yeah. an FA Cup quarter-final. Yeah. Listen, not, necessarily, not. not necessarily against Man City away, which you're not expected I to win anyway. I am living Man you know City what? all day long. <laughs> don't take it away from I'm me. Never, Would I, I swap it for the semi-final of the FA Cup? <laughs> yeah. I don't care if people shoot me down. No. I don't, no, I ain't swapping you it. Wouldn't, you wouldn't. I, no, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yes, you know what I mean. You know we'd what I mean. love that trip to Wembley. You know, it's a semi-final. And yeah. then if we lose, do we then disappoint because we didn't get to the Wembley final? Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, of course, it's massive disappointment. And don't tell me the players are not hurting as well because they, they would are. have known that they dominated the game 
in a set. Not it wasn't a game of end to end chances, but we dominated. Second half. Second half we were very good. Yeah. Very good. But they'll say, perfect, we clip one over, scored, yeah. two one, we're through. Who cares? Yeah, no yeah, one remembers. Exactly, yeah. It's one of those. But is that where the frustration comes from, Celsi? Because those games like Anfield and the Etihad, we were so good and so clinical. It's like when we get other games like Watford where it didn't happen. It's like we know how good we can be. Well, I guess been, that's where the frustration that, that's comes been from. I was just about to jump in and say to Troy, but it's only social media for a <laughs> couple of days for agreeing with me last week because you'll get a whole new raft of oh, new names you didn't know you had. Apparently I've got a lot of love on there, but that can all change. <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, I, I do, I mean, James MacArthur, in his piece that he, he did prior to the Watford game, he summarised what we sort of discussed last week, saying... We've not been poor at home in terms of our level of performance. The results haven't been there, and, but the opportunities have. But we're talking about Man City away, where we had three shots on target mm. and every one of them went in. Yeah. Mm. And we made it very difficult for them. You play Cardiff and have 34 shots at, at home and can't score a goal. So, I mean, this is the game. But I think a sense of perspective in that respect is always right. I can understand people are frustrated that you know, especially the guys that just turn up for the home games and don't see, haven't seen too many victories this year, and so on. But I'd also say that I hope you know, with the Huddersfield game coming up, that there isn't any kind of sort of edge to the to the fans or the crowd and, and a bit of mm. dissent because this is a game where really, if we can win it, we should be almost there. And if we lose it, it would cause us a few problems for the rest of the season. So well, I hope that everybody puts aside any sort of negativity that they have got and uh, is right behind the team for the game. I'm sure there will be. And yeah, I think Palace fans traditionally turn up for those kind of games. And we'll come on to that in part three. It was obviously that's after the international break. I'm going to round off part one, though, with a quick question to you all from Ed Quoth... Oh, just call well, him Ed. Ed, sorry about your last Hi, Ed. Uh, he says, uh, would the panel rather be stung by a hornet or shot no. on by a seagull? Oh, <laughs> I'll leave you guys to answer That's, that. Uh... Well, That's a horrible question, sorry. <laughs> can we have, can it's we not something two? I've given a lot of thought to in recent days, to be honest. Can we yeah. plead the fifth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, I'm with Troy. Uh, right, okay. Uh, in part two, we're going to answer some of your questions as well. So, join us in a bit. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Five Pound Podcast. Hey! Pod two eighty four sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board. You need to go to Vector Cody K. Vector weather. That's with a K. Oh, correct. And uh, JC and Associates. Visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Nicely Ooh, done. Very nice. Got a silky I've voice. D- I've done this before. Actually, you it's because I don't get to see the face. That's why. So the voice has to be. Um, okay, so we've got loads of questions. Uh, the first question, we've got quite a few actually, about Mr. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, who obviously was not called up to the England squad this week. Rob Wall says, if AWB decided he wasn't Irish, would he have been called up to the England squad? <laughs> Some way of doing it, isn't it? 
Possibly. Uh, uh, Jack Aubrey says, on a positive note, as much as he deserves it, does keeping him away from the England team a bit longer mean that we could reduce the onslaught of summer bids for him? Or are they probably coming anyway? No, they're coming anyway. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty obviously yeah. going to come, isn't it? People <laughs> see his quality. You, you know, whatever decision it is, and I, you know, for one, people have told me it's because he's going to be in the 21 squad playing in the tournament. Um, yeah. You know, in the summer, which, you know, whether that's right or wrong, or whether you give him the experience now and see how he gels with the players. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he deserves to be in that squad. You know, there's him and there's Trent Alexander, full stop. Yeah. Yep. Kieran Trippier has not performed to any level this season, and nor has Carl Walker. There's two full right fullbacks who are performing to the best of their ability week in and week out. Um, the England squad gets you know, the rationale behind it. You know, Callum Hudson-Odoi gets gets picked, and he's had two hours of football, and Fabian Delft's had 20 minutes, and then gives away a penalty and Swansea's injured. Um, I don't know the rationale behind it. If it's on form, then there's a young man there who's playing, you know, and has consistently, let's not just say playing, has consistently since he walked in and put on the first team shirt, has consistently been absolutely spot on. Mm. Should that not warrant it, considering we're moving towards this younger, fresher squad? I, I believe it does. Is it the old big club bias thing? That gets I think out a lot. I, listen, if you want me to be honest, I think there is a big club bias. Um whether that's in this situation or not, I always believe there's a big club bias. And I think proven yesterday because there's no need to bring Callum, not no need, but people will question why Hudson-Odoi was in there. Yeah. Yes, he's a bright talent. There's no one knocking that. There's no one knocking the potential and what he's done. But I allude to Dominic Solanke, people like that, uh, Tammy Abrahams, um, who've had the experience and, and have not kicked on and, and maybe it's had a negative effect on them. So we do have to manage how we bring those players through and, and maybe Gareth just believes in what he's building there that he can protect the players in that environment. Hence, why is AWB not in there? Well, and also, I mean, Hudson Doy brought in, but there's a certain winger at Palace who's been on pretty good form this season as well. Who, you is know, that, I thought Wilf had gone to... <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, listen, I, I would have loved him to have been recognised because of you know, what he's done this season. If you're going to talk about since, when was the last squad? November. Then he kicked on in November, December, January. Yeah. May have tailed off in the last couple of games. That might be the decision that has been made. You know, may have not been... You know, I look back and I think Burnley was the game. It was, you know, Gareth was there. Um, it was a game where you'd want to shine because the England manager's in the stand and maybe might tip him your way or not. And it was the one game that he was rested in, you know. Yeah. So um, it was a little bit disappointing. Um, but I think then he's not quite caught himself back again um, to what he was doing before. So, you know, a little break now would probably do him the power of good and then come back fully refreshed and ready to attack the, the last part of the season. He's had, a, I th in my opinion, his best season for Palace. So oh, far, that, that's without doubt. In terms of consistency and then in terms of end product. and, and, and end, I, I, end product? Are you really sure? Well, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I know, not at this club. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I always admire when other players appreciate other players. And, and Aaron obviously does that with the work that he does with Andros and speaks about it quite highly as well. So um, I'm not just saying it because of who he is, but that goes a long way as well into, you know, how you, you progress, you know, and how you're thought of within a football club. And, and yeah, it is, you know, the... the, the the applaudits that are coming out and, you know, I use social media really as a positive. I don't try and deal with the negative stuff yeah. because it just drags you down. Although I got battered last weekend, but because I chose to speak about Darren Moore. Yeah. Um, West Brom was a football, well, their fan base didn't appreciate, like, honesty, but never mind. <laughs> um, and I use it for a positive and positive people around 
that's why I probably stayed off this week because I didn't really want to get into the the old wish stuff. You know, and let's be serious. Anyone that watches Home and Away knows that Palace are not. Yeah. They're a yeah. massive threat. We, we are where we are because that's where we deserve to be. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that's it. But 33 points amassed is good. Um, you know, people would have said it last season almost at the same stage. And then all of a sudden we went on the run and, and there we are finishing with the points that we had. So, you know, disappointment, yes. But like I say, you've got to crack on and, and feel optimism from now until the end of the season. Uh, so I've got a quick question for AWB uh, from James Scott. Oh, yes. hi, James. He says, Selsey, don't forget me. I know what that is. Yeah. Okay, okay. I've promised him. I've promised him something that he wants, which I won't say because okay. the people concerned may be listening. But <laughs> it was a, it, no, it, say no more. No, it's a, it's a say nice. No it's a it's a it's a gift of sorts. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah. I actually know James as well. He's a nice guy. Um, it says uh, also, would you take the Arsenal swap deal for AWB, which I in the press this week I believe was That's Maitland Niles absolutely. I think was the and player and Reese Nelson and Reese Nelson no no <laughs> I, to be honest you talk about people bidding and wanting your players at the end of the day you know Aaron Wambisaka I'm sure there will be interest there will be bids but it doesn't mean we have to accept them and it doesn't mean that uh, all this will happen we hear this tale every summer about Wilfred and where he might go and where he might not go and and so on but you know, Palace are in a strong position with Wilfred. Of course, you know he's been paid unbelievable money. He's on a, he's got four and a half years left of his contract. You know, Steve's done well there and put the club in a very good position, all told. And I don't think he's the kind of guy that will roll over and have his belly tickled for by anybody in terms of uh, a bid for one of our players. And if we want to crack on, obviously it's essential that we keep the best players here. So, and and. The AWB England stuff, you know, I, I we talked about this last week and I don't disagree with anything that Troy said. You know, if you're talking about out-and-out out form and if that's how it's selected, then you wouldn't have any argument or uh, there can't be any argument in that respect. But obviously, as we said last week, Gareth Southgate will have a certain amount of loyalty towards Walker and Trippier and so on. Whether that's right or not mm-hmm. is, a, is a debate, but... Uh, Probably because they'd done well for him, he's uh, yeah. reluctant to uh, to leave yeah. them out. And they did in the summer, didn't they? I mean, Trippier, yeah. to be fair, was excellent for him at the, at the World mm. Cup. Let's move on to another subject that a lot of people are talking about, and I'm fairly certain I know what all reactions going to be from all three of you, and I'll probably share it. But we ha- <laughs> I have to address it. With a lot of people asking us about Roy Hodgson this week. A lot of Palace fans asking, do they think he should leave as Palace manager? Now, I personally don't think that at all. I'm sure you guys agree with me, but I'm going to put it to you anyway because it's only fair because people are talking about it. So, Enders. No, he shouldn't leave. <laughs> well, we had a question from, from Ben Long, Long, who's, a, who's, who's a friend of the pod. He said, if Roy steps down, who should we get in? Now, my personal opinion is there are, isn't actually a, a decent replacement. But well, what do you think, Enders? Uh, I don't think Roy should set, uh, step down at all. I, no, I don't. I mean, I just don't. Uh, he's... You know, we've been talking about it. You know, we've been talking about the great performances. Troy was talking about the great performances away this season. That the, some of the some of the best teams in Europe. You know, we've you know we've we, we're up and down as a football club, as a, the way we play on the pitch, as any football club is. You know, we have our ups and our downs. Our highs are, are a lot better than our lows. You know, overall, you look at the whole season. We're doing really well. We're doing well for a club of our size, and Roy's part of that. Yeah, Roy's part of that. Roy has been Roy's. 
Roy is gelling this club together and the buoyancy that is around the club. Right at this moment in time, it might not be the most positive thing in the world because of all the nonsense we're reading and people are so negative. But really, you step out of it and look in, it's a buoyant time for the club. Yeah. It really is. We've reached an FA Cup quarter-final. We should be staying up for an unprecedented seventh year in the Premier League, yeah. in, the, in the top flight. Roy has been a big part of that. Roy is bringing people together in this club. You should not get rid of him, full stop. I think but what happens when people get frustrated, Selzy, is the manager becomes the thing that they look towards, doesn't it? And the, almost people feel the buck stops with him. And, uh, and is that just a symptom of the frustration yeah, from recent weeks? Yeah, but it's it's not entirely fair, is it? We get accused of being too nice to Roy. Well, I do, for sure. And that... Uh, I've got a lot of respect for Roy, and I'd yeah, openly, too. you know, admit that. And I'm sure if you ask Troy what his son thinks about Roy Hodgson, I'm pretty sure he'll say pretty positive things mm. because everyone I come across does mm. that works with the fella. He doesn't deserve anywhere near the level of criticism he's getting. I, as I said earlier, I can appreciate the arguments about, you know, our wage bill, and I, that's how I judge it based on wage bill. We'll have a very similar wage bill to about five or six teams in the Premier League now, I would imagine. Uh, with Wolves being promoted, they're they're throwing around some quite big money. You know that West Ham, uh, Everton, Watford won't be paying uh, too lightly either these days. So we're in a group, you know, and I think that people's... I've said this to you before, they always want what we haven't got. So whoever's not playing has suddenly become the best player in the world overnight. And, uh, you know, somebody said to me on Saturday, oh, you know, we should appoint David Wagner as manager. Uh, <laughs> why? Yeah. You know, what's he done that Roy hasn't done or would would do? I didn't even think it was any good on the X Factor, to be fair. But, uh, <laughs> hey, how but, long have you been sitting yeah. on that one? <laughs> that wasn't even rehearsed. I was just looking at you. Um <laughs> The, uh, you look well, like an X Factor fan, JB. A terrible to be joke fair. comes out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Yukanovic also. Now, again, I'm not disrespecting them. They, they've done, but but both those teams are getting relegated this season, you know. Mm. And and again, you see, I think what is what is the you know I think we're good enough to get into Europe. I can understand those arguments, but as I said to you earlier, Alexander Surlot as your only fit and available centre forward in the first half of the season, he's not going to get you there. And it's no coincidence, so I think you can judge Roy at the end of the season on, on where he finishes. And also, I'd say to you about any football manager, and this is the harsh reality of the business that they're in, you're six games away from the sack, whoever you are. Yeah. Even if you've won the last yeah. six games, yeah. lose the next six, yeah. there'll be people questioning you. And if you do, you know, in a lot of clubs, six defeats, it's yeah. over, you know. And so I think, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that Steve... He's sensible enough, and knowing Steve reasonably well, as I do, I would say to you that he's... I've never spoken to him about Roy directly, well, not for a long time, but I would imagine he's pragmatic enough and sensible enough to say, this is a safe pair of hands, he will take us further. But, you know, again, what's he had? A few lone players and £10 for Czech Kiarte. As Troy alluded to earlier, we lost Ruben Loftus-Cheek. We lost Johan Kabai. So it's not been an easy easy time for him in terms of his ability to manoeuvre in the transfer or Dougie's ability really to manoeuvre in the transfer market in that respect. And I would say that the squad defensively and in midfield, you know, we've had good options and we've been reasonably strong. But at the top end of the pitch, aside of the two players I mentioned earlier, we had struggled. And we didn't, 
you know, and, and all this stuff we've had before about he doesn't make subs and he doesn't change the game. It's very difficult when you're one nil down. You you know, in a lot of the games I've looked at the bench, we've barely had a forward player on the bench to call upon. And ideally for me, in a seven substitute situation, you'd have a goalkeeper, a defender, a midfield player, and then arguably four players that could come on and change the game, centre forwards and wide players and yeah. clever players that, that you might think can impact a game. And I don't think he's really had that until recently. And so and recently, you know, as we said last time, you know, the points per game ratio has increased dramatically and we've been hitting the net. So Saturday's game disappointing, but it was a tight game. And then I sort of see people saying stuff like, Oh, well they made a substitute and he scored. There's no guarantee that if we made a substitution <laughs> yeah, yeah. that our blokes could have scored. And again, all this talk of substitutions and you know, I always chuckle to myself when I hear the the phrase, oh, it was a magnificent substitution from the manager. Well, my the other side of the coin is, did he just pick the wrong team in the first place, of course? You know, so <laughs> there are always arguments both ways, aren't there? That, yeah. <laughs> that is one of the things levelled at. Thought about it like it? that before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sub thing is one of the things that's levelled at. Yeah, but as people plucking at straws, you know, yes, you know, we're all going to play a different game. We're all going to play a game differently. And we all see games differently as well. So someone who could be having an 8 out of 10, people think having a 6 out of 10 and vice versa. So you'd sub that one off. I wouldn't. I'd, I'd sub that one off. And, you know, ultimately the manager's there for a reason. And going back to your original point, no, I wouldn't sack him. I think that would be embarrassing if you want to be totally honest. And at the moment I'm really on the top with the embarrassing sackings. Um, because we've spoken about two managers there who, one, survived on the last day of the season, then he's rock bottom this season, one that spent 100 mil and his team yeah. was rock bottom, but yeah. yet we want them to manage the club. I, I, I don't, I, I just don't understand it. Oh, We've you'll got... have to get him on more often. <laughs> I'm going to be safe this week. I've got, I've got, a, little, I've got a little shield in front of me. Is, is it because they play decent football? Well, it might be because their approach to the game is a little bit different, but hold on, their approach to the game is not to keep the ball out the back of the net. So they are where they are. For the, they've got the sack because of that. I thought Wagner was unlucky because... What are Huddersfield's expectations? Mm. You know, so I thought he was a bit unlucky. You can't say that about the other fella because he was given 100 mil. Yeah. And that proves to you that money doesn't guarantee a thing. So we've had the signing. We've spent the little money we've had. We've brought in the loan signings. We've made the club effective. We've made us... The thing I like about Palace fans, I'm just trying to get them back on side at the moment. <laughs> the thing I like about Palace fans is, you know what, they tend to forget the last result. And I hope that that happens, like we've said, against Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brighton was massively disappointed, but they came out and they droves on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. The fans were amazing on Saturday. Yeah. You know, all that little silliness that Watford did, the splitting of the fans and yeah. all that crap and keep that atmosphere over there, we were amazing. Yeah. We were amazing. If you can get me jumping, you've done a great job. So, <laughs> you know, we were amazing. And that's what I'd like to think is that, yes, it's this disappointment is a little bit longer because the international break and people can chew on it a little bit and they can yeah. come out with all their different let's play 265 and 391 and whatever <laughs> stuff you know what I mean let's keep the manager let's back the manager let's back the squad you know from now until the end of the season to make things happen to get back to where they were people are forgetting that we you know we're without Sacco now and we were yeah. without Wilf yeah. and we haven't got that big enough squad to cope with those kind of injuries that have happened like has been mentioned about you know not playing for forward so you put Wilf and Andros up top but then you lose their effectiveness elsewhere yeah, yeah. in an ideal world Roy doesn't want to do that does he but don't knock the manager for having to do it because he's got no other options you know so yeah. listen 
everyone's going to have their opinions and that's why it's it's such a beautiful game but you know let, let's tamper down our expectations a little bit and appreciate what we have in front of us well I love that what we got in front of us is part yeah. three oh. We're gonna preview. Oh. oh amazing we're going to preview the Huddersfield game uh, so join us in a bit Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Pod two eighty four. Ooh. Ooh. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And well, that was nice enough. And uh, <laughs> JC and Associates. Uh, visit jcassociateslondon.com. I will. Oh, nice. Wow, he's good. Getting a little bit smoother. Hey, like drive time. <laughs> Don't mention drive time. <laughs> no, I, I got accused of being the pod's Adrian Durham. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. You so are the I enemy. I was actually thinking of turning up a ginger wig this week just to... Uh, <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Uh, right. So it is Huddersfield uh, after the international break, of course, uh, 30th of March. Um, a game, as I said earlier, that could... You know, if we win, put us in a very good position uh, for the rest of the season. But as you said as well, with that brings a bit of pressure to it as well. So how do you see this one going then, Troy? Well, it's difficult because they've just gone into a good bit of good form, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? They, they've obviously put themselves up a little bit. You know, they were onto a good result on Saturday against West Ham and then, you know, whatever took over. So we have to be on our metal again. It's not one of those, um, listen, we're at home, so that brings enough pressure as it <laughs> yeah. is. But we can't just turn up and think, you know, they're second from bottom, we'll, we'll, we'll win today, you know. So the break kind of does us good. We don't have too many away on international duty. It's an opportunity to, to hopefully get Will fit as well and get everyone rested away from the disappointment. Andrus has gone away. You know, I think most of the players might have just, you know, let's have a little break come back a little bit refreshed right we've got how many games to go let's go and attack it so we'll have to be on our metal we know what Huddersfield did I know it was a different Huddersfield last time but what they did on the first game of last season Um, but yet we've done fitting the narrative again we've done so well against them away you know not look like conceding a goal and and winning, winning the game so listen they are a threat. They're obviously a little bit bubbly now. It's almost like you know you're down now. Come on, let's just play with a little play, bit of freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah off, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, pressure's off. And you know what happens when the pressure's off to teams. They just go. They've got nothing to lose. Yeah. So we have to be on our metal. Um, but again, with us, uh, I just want us to get the first goal. I, yeah. Because I, I think the first goal opens up so many possibilities with us. You know, whereas when we're chasing the last two or what, two games, we've chased it. We've got level. And it's almost like we didn't know what to do. I was quite surprised about that because when we go ahead, we know what to do. We go, we kind of go for the juggler a little bit, you know. Yeah. So that was, for me, the disappointment of the last two games. But I'm, I'm being positive and, you know, let's hope we get the early one or, you know, in goal, if there's any goals in the game, um, and, and see where we go from there. But I'm positive about the fixture because now it's almost like, well, chaps, now you've got to earn your corn again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, here's the first one. Exactly. Know? And then there's no distractions that's heartbreak <laughs> after gone out but focus on getting these points now towards the end of the season end of well yeah it's, it's the uh, it's the old it's what um, Ian Dowie said many years ago it's the bounce back ability of the club isn't it and it's you yeah. know and after the crushing defeat against Brighton and the crushing defeat against <laughs> Watford you know but we all know we're all quite sensible to know we, we weren't that bad I think you know it's the the the, the boys will go into it positive you know knowing they'll look at the table and they will know that Three points will not guarantee us safety, but we'll be on our way there. And I think, you know, we, and as, as fans, we've got to turn up positive. As Troy was alluding to earlier on, you know, hopes that what's happened in the last week doesn't 
get on get on everybody's backs. And I just think you know I'm I'm very positive about the game. It'll be tough. Don't you know? Of course, because they'll 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 want to prove a point. They will just want to mm. win every game going to the end of the season, and they just want to say, look, we are maybe going down, but we're going down with a fight. Yeah. Mm. We're going down with a fight. So we just got to be up there. And we've uh, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. And so oh, I, would, I would obviously never ask this to Roy, uh, but do you think there'll be a reaction to, <laughs> to last week's game? Oh, you, you, you've only just had your head sewn back on after that episode, haven't you? Yeah. Um, no, I think um, you know we're good enough to win the game. Of course we are, and we'll expect to. But uh, but it's you take nothing for granted in this game. And like I said, always expect the unexpected, and you you have to you have to earn the right in all of these games. And as we saw with the Derby game with Brighton, although we're the better team, we still can end up losing the game. And as Troy's just said there, you know, the last two games, I think when we've gone one all Saturday, as we did with Brighton, I only thought there was going to be yeah. one winner and I yeah, thought it would be yeah. us. And it hasn't been. Um, but, you know, I I'll just urge everybody to... Uh, to uh, there's quite a lot of sort of opinions and infighting at the moment among the fans in terms of their views and how it should be. I think we need to put all that to one side and make sure we get the points on the board first and not make a, an uneasy or uncomfortable atmosphere for the players to play in at home. Yeah, but that's what I think about the fans. They, they you know, even you know, we went. What was it? Oh, I can't remember. Eighty foot. What minute was it? They squat for scored on. It was late. Yeah. Seventy nine. Like, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. But there wasn't a, a, a negative reaction from our fans. What I've experienced is, is that no matter what is happening on the football pitch, the fans are positive in the stadium. Yeah. And so that nothing really fittles to the players as yeah, such. It's yeah. almost like a, a massive G up. Mm. So whatever happens on social, I, I'm telling you, the players are not there going, oh, sh- this one, he wants me gone and whatever. This one's changed his Twitter handle to Roy out. And, and I've seen all the crap. We see it, which is fine. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, as long as we create that normal atmosphere yep. that has been yep. helped the players thrive, then we'll be fine. I don't see any negative. I personally, Agreed. obviously, I don't speak the same as Selzy, so he can take his crap that he got last week. <laughs> well, yeah. you'll, we'll be getting it. you'll be getting it. Yeah. We'll see what happens after this one. No, I like that. We'll see nice... if it's just you yeah. or if it's just you. No, you'll be all right. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. I, I, I do think we should, you know, I, I totally, I think all of us, we totally understand why people get frustrated yeah, and why people yeah, get yeah, disappointed. Yeah. And, you, and I'm not saying, not belittling people by saying yeah. you shouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It's only football. It's only a game. It is, it's, it's more than a game. It's yeah, a lot of course of it. And we all feel it. We all feel it. Of course it is. We all feel it. We just... You just you know sometimes rationale. perspective yeah. rationale yeah. And that's all it is. Uh, yeah. Look, I, we, we we all hurt when we lose the, yeah, those last two. It's always around this table, and everybody listening to this pod hurts. But let's just look forward, and that's how I'm just. Sounds know. like a team talk. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's go get them. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, lads, for joining me, Troy. Thanks for coming Absolute back. Absolute pleasure. Hope Absolute to see you again sometime. Always, yeah, really top soon, man, yeah. Selzy, as ever. Enjoyed it. And Enders, <laughs> thank lovely. You. Uh, thank thanks you. for listening, and uh, enjoy the international break. And well, we we'll will. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, we'll see you again soon. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Podcast Network.